And that earns you a spot at the very top of the mountain. And the man you will face next is standing to your right, the great Israel Adesanya. Moving up the middleweight, and he will face the number one welterweight in the world, Kamaru Uzman. It is official. Usmano, Usman, is filling in on short notice. So if he gets a win over Chimaev, like he's all of a sudden in middleweight title discussion. Well, Dana's said whoever wins this fight will fight Strickland for the belt. That means Israel Adesanya is not fighting anytime soon probably UFC 300. Usman or Chimaev, instant title shot, which is pretty crazy when, when, when you think about it. The fact that on 11 days notice, an almost retired former champion to now possibly being a two-weight champion in the space of a week. Have we all just forgotten about Drikus Duplessis, who actually is supposed to be fighting for that belt and was yeah. supposed to fight for it before Sean did? Yeah, yeah why would this be for... Yeah, th- th- that you is such I mean? a good it's... question to ask because like, why in the world would Drikus just all of a sudden get leapfrogged? Exactly. See, why? D- Dana's obviously on the mad one, isn't he? And he's like, Drikus, you didn't take your opportunity. You're getting sidelined. Yeah, we just did a list of fighters who you can't believe didn't fight for a title. Drickus Duplessis might end up on that list. <laughs> but there's there's no one else for him to fight other than Izzy. Maybe what they're hoping for, they can put him on the undercard of UFC 300. Maybe that's what they're waiting for because that fight is so hyped. Does it really need to be a championship fight? I, I don't know. It, to me, that's uh, I, I fully, fully get that. Yeah, let's cash in while the iron is hot, while these guys are ready to go. I get that. But I'm also just like, well, if I'm Drickus, I'm just like, no. Yeah, yeah that's no. and he has said that. That's it's what crazy. I was say. He has yeah. said it doesn't matter. The belt's coming home with me is what he said after Sean won. So I don't think we're ever going to get the Izzy Drickers fight. I really don't think it's ever going to happen. It does kind of seem madness that a guy who's on like a five or six fight win streak in the 185 division, undefeated in the UFC, taken out Robert Whittaker, who's like the stalwart number one guy, had an in-cage face-off with a champion that was incredibly heated and now is being sidelined for, fair enough, it's Usman, but a guy coming in on 11 days notice. It seems it's more if for Hamzat, though. It is. It's Hamzat. It's to build Hamzat name to be like, he can take on champions like it's nothing. And that's what the whole storyline is. But it's crazy that Usman could come in and spoil the whole party, get a title shot against, uh, you would think, a favourable matchup. Unless he does something truly incredible, I don't think they'll give Usman a title shot. But the problem is, then what do you do with him? Does he just fight another contender at 185? Is this now his permanent division? Also, what happens if Usman loses? How much does it hurt his legacy if he loses? I think it's already cemented. I mean, it, it depends. People have different definitions for these sort of things. But for me, a legacy is cemented the moment you do the thing and you have all the shit that happens you can do what bj penn did after his good years and all that but really his legacy is what he achieved i mean it's going to be so hard to tell him and especially if usman goes on a losing streak after this i think you'll really uh, have a barometer for it it's just so hard to say i mean you know it's like we've seen so many fighters get a streak snapped and it's just over but it, it does deserve to be said and i think it needs to be said outright this should not be a number one contender fight in the co-main event. It should not be. No, Says Jason. No. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, why would you 
have this guy do all this work to get to a title and just be like, all right, you're out. Well, to be fair, the only reason they were probably really excited to put Drickus in for the title is because of what happened with Izzy. But so, they've been talking about trying to do an event in Africa for the longest time. South Africa is where they're going to do it. He said it over and over. So you want an African champion there. I think everything we're talking about will happen at some point because it's just too big not to. I mean, the fact that we've had all this shit fall out in the past couple of days and the best fights have been made. Maybe Drickus does deserve the fight and the title fight immediately but you know we've still come out with something that will be amazing for us did you see dana's announcement when he announced this fight his little to camera piece he was so happy he was like got whispered and he said you oh, should yeah, buy yeah, it yeah. it was like he looked like he'd been trying to make yeah. that fight for years <laughs> he and said, finally he was like we got it done you know he's hyped when he says it quietly he's yeah. not like this week he, he said it like Usman and it was like you know he's really happy with that who do we actually think is going to win this thing chemaev is the star that we need to win this performance. I think he has everything to do it. Chimaev is young, he's ferocious, he wants to kill and eat everybody. You know, when, when he's in the limelight, people tune in, they watch the sport, they get excited about him. It's not just like you're building your name off a legend who was a champ, you know, five years ago. It's like this was, people were calling the GOAT a couple years ago. So if Chimaev can go in there and beat who was the most dominant champion we had for a long time. I mean, as to how is that not a good thing for the UFC and for us as fans as well? So if you guys are a big fan of this channel, one of the best ways to support is by becoming a channel member. There's a link at the bottom of the description if you're on mobile. And then, of course, the course uh, the join button. <laughs> it's Chris Weidman. And then, of course, you can just click the join button below the video if you're on a desktop to sign up. And we do writers meetings where we yell at each other and argue about <laughs> the ideas that we have and then of course uh, we have these full unedited if you want to watch the discussion we've had today all the terrible shit we said you can watch it but do you think hamzat's ha more happy with this fight it's probably a huge feather in his cap because then he gets to say yeah i was welterweight title ready if he wins and i could have won the title i just wasn't given the opportunity i do think that the opposite side of this I think it's amazing if Usman wins. Like the champion who's coming up from uh, welterweight, obviously he's lost, but coming up and getting a chance at a second title, I think that sells itself. I think it's win-win for the UFC. I think it's really, really good. It's very hard to see how it goes because they both fight at very different speeds. Like Usman, there's occasionally a pace to his fights, like Gil the Gilbert Burns fight. There was a high pace, but it's nothing compared to how Hamzat fights, where it's just as soon as the bell sounds, it's go. So Usman has to be ready as soon as the bell goes to match that pace and he usually tends to like work his way into the fight and like get a rhythm like a dance you know and, and find that imagine that the beat. fucking scenes if Hamzat goes out there and just decimates Usman oh, like I mean, the greatest fighter we've had he might be time. able to that's the that's and the just thing. like Kevin Holland ragdolls him fucking Anaconda and it's done we saw like an attempt at that against Burns and then all of a sudden he hit it's like hitting a wall it was like, oh, it doesn't actually work right now. Okay, well, like, so I feel like it might be a bit like that. Like, those takedown attempts will come. Usman is, like, quite a sniper nowadays, like, especially with his jab. It's like, we see how that can dictate fights so easily and just, like, push people around the cage. And it's like, people just give him space because they're so aware of his wrestling. It then just gives him all that time and, and, and space to pick apart the guys on the feet. So I don't know. I see Chimaev's strikes being a bit too wild. 
uh, and maybe getting him in trouble. Well, I was going to say, the, the one way that you know he kind of beat Gilbert on the feet is because Gilbert was throwing one shot at a time. And that's kind of what Usman does. But Usman's one shots at a time are things like his jab. And Chemayev did get clipped with a few things like that. And also when Chemayev crashes and, and brawls, Usman's not usually the guy to stand there and fire back. He's usually going to go for a clinch and things like that. So you also wonder maybe might wilt under that or he might just initiate the wrestling if you were to compare the burns fight between the two of them gilbert burns is an emotional fighter who's literally crying after the fight and so when he came after him and went really heavy he did land one big shot but then what usman was able to do is slow that down listen to his corner said your jab is the reason you're a champion you know that's what whitman told him and then he just started working the jab but the thing with jamayev is he fully engaged in the firefight so that'd be really interesting didn't listen to his call on whatsoever no. yeah. like, what are you doing <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and it's just like that is just a, zoned out but that is a good example of like hamzat's gonna start as fast as gilbert burns does if not faster and, and usman was able to survive that first round as well i don't know i, I honestly have no clue where to rank the level of wrestling that chamayev has it's like you can be a national champion in Sweden. I don't know what that means. It's, it's almost like <laughs> the know, John like, Jones thing, though, because like he never even went to college as a wrestler, but his wrestling ability is like so much better than so many other guys. And it's also the confidence is a part of it. Tremayev's uh, super confident in his wrestling. He'll take down anybody. Who would we rather see fight Strickland? It's tough to say because the Usman fight would be so so legendary. You know what I mean? It really would be for a guy to to come back. It's a really good narrative for a guy like that. The thing is, he's just, is a bit of the age thing. You know, it is a little bit like, well, even if he does beat Sean, how long can he hold on to the belt for? And I just want to see the best fighter go there. So like so much of me is going to be sold on who wins and it's such a basic answer but if like one of them starches each other it's like oh, i'm super hyped for that fight no matter who does that you know no matter who wins it's gonna mean fucking anarchy for the 185 division yeah. this opens up so many avenues as you all know by now this podcast slash discussion piece as jason likes to call them is sponsored by howlhead the good folks at howlhead said hey you guys mma on point you know what you're talking about you like mixed martial arts we've got the official drink of the ufc well, it sounds like a match made in heaven, doesn't it? Uh, if you want to get your own bottle, they're in the UK now. You can get it on Amazon, yeah. if you've not been there. Okay. Master of Malt, another great website. Yep. Or larger Tesco's, where my mum works.